and Ollie's Pub Crawl. Good day, one and all. Welcome to episode 14 of Andy Ollie's Prob Prob Crawl. Ah. <laughs> How many times have you got this wrong introducing this? This is not the first time. That's probably, yeah. I need to, <laughs> we always do it at the end and it's just, it's not like I haven't warmed up or anything. It's just, <laughs> just it's just a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? Maybe it's not, maybe it's just me. Anyway, Andy, Andy and Ollie's pub crawl pop. <laughs> oh, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Uh, that's going to stay in regardless of what I do. Yes, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> Hello and welcome. We actually have some things to talk about this week in terms of the forecast. If you're if you're not from Britain, you're in for a good convo at the start. Yeah, the weather's gone weird. Weather's gone weird, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all the interesting stuff we have for you this week. <laughs> is there any good conversation after that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this yeah. week we have Robert Ford, who is a long-term friend of Ollie's or Baz, as he will refer to him. And you mentioned 11 years, going on for 12 now. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a while. Yeah, schoolmates and now housemates. Some good chat from past times. Rob is also our, well, he claims to be our best listener. Uh, he's listened to nearly all of the podcasts all the way through so far. Yes, apologies to, I think it was Ingo, Rowley and Lyndon. Yeah. He doesn't really like your episodes. Yeah. Let that be an indication of uh, the quality of them. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a very classic idea of a pub now, back down to earth. Uh, is there anything else we need to say? Or should we just get straight into it? Go follow our social media. That's about all I can think of. Yeah, at Pub Crawl Pod. Standard thing, nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. So let's introduce him. He, he, he requested this. For our guest attendees, get, uh, three of us... Uh, <laughs> for all 10 listeners around the world and the three people on this call please welcome the one the only robert ford does that do it justice you you needed to basically what we're aiming for there was a michael buffer is it michael buffer yeah michael buffer introduction i don't know i couldn't do better (laughs) you just don't want to try it you don't want to embarrass yourself yeah rob Rob Ford. Rob Ford. Hi, Rob. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, boys. How are you? Not too bad, yeah. Uh, Enjoying Easter. Enjoying Easter. The snowy Easter we've just had. Mm. The weather report early on in the podcast. Yes, yesterday we did have, well, none of it settled, but I think it snowed most of the day. It was pretty remarkable. We had snow that stuck yesterday, so it was snowy. It was a white morning. This is, I'm just thinking, this is the most British way to start a podcast <laughs> in the world. I mean... <laughs> We just have a chat about the weather. It's what people normally talk about in pubs anyway, so... Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Except they normally talk about it when conversations run out, whereas we start <laughs> it for some reason. Well, it's already run out already, boys. <laughs> Finish it here. I mean, it could be quite informative for our Australian listeners that don't know what snow is. Uh, well, and the Italian, depending on what part of Italy they're in. Yes, yeah, true. They, they get snow in Australia, depending on where you are. Do we know where our Australian listeners are? No, no, I, I don't know. Not a clue. Any Australian listeners, DM, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slide into Baz's DMs. Had a few listeners from the US. There we go. Somebody else to rip into for you. Do we have any Asian listeners yet? Have we reached all all the continents? I think we've had one in Japan or something like that, but not, not consistently oh days. yet. There we go. Antarctica, here we come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we're finally listened to on like Mars or something like that, we know we've made it. 
<laughs> George's pub has crash landed. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's start the actual podcast now that we've had our conversation about the <laughs> Yeah, what, what is your favourite pub in real life, Rob? Well, in Sheffield, you've got a lot to choose from because it's got loads of fantastic pubs. Um, I'm going to go with the York, not because of the fact that we live above it. That is convenient, though. Trying to get personal sponsorship. <laughs> Or just a job, I think, really, isn't it? I mean, that's what you really want. <laughs> and then at home, so in Shrewsbury, I think uh, the boathouse, because it's like on the river, especially in the summer, in the winter, give or take. And Andy, you won't know the boathouse, obviously, but it, it is, it's on the River Severn, and it is a very, very nice beer garden, and it's, it's a very sort of good pub to go and see people at. Oh. My problem with it, though, is, my God, it's expensive. You're talking £4 pints in that place. No, it's the same. But well, if you have a Guinness, it's the same everywhere, then. Yeah, but, I mean, not everybody would have a Guinness, especially in that pub in the summer. I mean, I'm all for a Guinness, but in the summer, it does get a it's bit... It's a dark fruit, you, isn't it, Baz? <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> I can have four pints of dark fruit just for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to get edited out. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, it is a lovely pub, but yeah, it's expensive, which is where the York comes in, definitely. That's why I love the York so much. It's so cheap. Yeah, especially with the student discount as well. I mean, you've got the uh, best, is it best bitter? It is best bitter. Yes, we do love a bit of best bitter. Well, the Christmas one, was it last year? It was the creme berlay. <laughs> yeah, that was... Which was, yeah. it was an interesting one. It was quite nice, actually. It was not a session one. It is a proper pub, though, in that sense, in that it has rotating car scales. And you can get some really, really strange ones in there. I do like that about it. Is this the York or the Boathouse? Yeah, yeah, the York. No, the Boathouse is the same stuff every time you go in. And you'll probably just be going in and asking for his pint of Stella or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bit more taste than that, but, you know, that's a fair Just blow, wants yeah. his wife beater. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> that's what they're all like in Birmingham. Carling in Birmingham. That, that is true, actually. Yeah, that's even worse. Your ideal pub, describe it. So the placement, I haven't quite got the placement, but I think it's within sort of walking distance of somewhere like a town because the, one of the worst things, well, I say bring it back down to earth after being in the Barrier Reef and in orbit <laughs> in the most recent podcast. Because um, one of the worst things I find is when you're sort of absolutely pissed out of your head, someone driving you home and you're just like really need a wee and you can't. Is that one too many trips with your mum, is that? Yeah, <laughs> there's one one within walking distance here, but the rest of them you have to drive back from. So obviously, no drinking and driving. Shout out to Kath Ford, all the hard work that she's done driving <laughs> back from the pub. <laughs> New Year's this well this year I was in just before I remember being in town. I had to be driven back, and it was twenty minutes in the car when I was desperate for the toilet. <laughs> but inside, I think is sort of the main attraction. There would be live music, which is kind of where. Molly Malone's is a massive attraction in Sheffield. Sorry for everyone who's not in Sheffield. Um, you just have to have to come at some point. All you Australians fly yourself over. If you want to know what Molly Malone's is, listen to Macy's episode, I think, is probably the best way of putting it. It depends who I want on stage, really. It's a big question. Pe- people that are good, I think, that have heard of Bastille, Imagine Dragons. The people I really would like is like Oasis, get them back. If that was my pub and the Oasis had their comeback tour starting... So is is the pub going to be effectively a live music venue then? Is that the sole, the, the sort of main focus of it? I think that's a side sort of, it doesn't have to, it's not, you say every Friday you have a live music event. Um, it's not the main thing because other attractions would be a pub quiz. Good. Points there. <laughs> sort of sold to someone already. 
Um, but I don't think that would be every week because with the ones at home, there's one every month and that gets loads of people out because it's an event. So I'll probably do it bi-weekly. Does that mean twice a week or is that two, every other week? I would go fortnightly. Fortnightly. Thank you. I think bi-weekly is probably twice a week, which I'm not complaining about. <laughs> but the main attraction to the pub would be the side room, which you would have a virtual reality Mario Kart. Oh, wow. Oh, Okay. Okay, that I can get behind good. this. One of the new drinking games we found is drinking driving with Mario Kart, so you're not allowed to drink and drive. Yeah, that's a fantastic game. So that. you can have a few pints in the pub, and you go next door, and you've got this room that's got all the carts. Is it a gyroscope that moves you around with what you're doing? You get the concept, you sit in, you put the headset on, and then you have the controllers, and you're basically in the eyes of your character. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I do like the sound of that. Can't imagine the G force you'd actually experience though if you were in Mario Kart. <laughs> As you go upside down for the fifteenth time in a lap. <laughs> and I think if you could have, say, Grand Prix and then you could have theme nights in the pub. So one night, Baz knows I'm terrible at Mario Kart, so I don't know any proper the tracks. So if you had, say, there's one sandy one, isn't there? So Andy could have a sand dune to slide down. Thank you. Avid listener here. Yeah. So you could have a theme night in the pub. And then go in and have all your Grand Prix, and you could place bets on who's going to win. That's brilliant. Yeah, I I do like the sound of that because as somebody who is quite competitive and somebody who I think has now, now that we've got a Nintendo Switch in our flat, has mastered the art of Mario Kart and is virtually unbeatable apart from George when he's drunk. <laughs> yeah, I do like the sound of that. Something that basically I can beat everybody in. You can't big yourself up that much, Ollie. If you take it back to the original scriptures on the original Wii, you're shit. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, that was embarrassing, that one episode. But no, on the Nintendo Switch, I've got anybody. And I think, but it would change completely if you're in it as well, because obviously you've got all the racing lines and how you drift. And I'm not very good at go kart So if you're good at go-karting as well. Well, there we go. Uh, you, can't, you say that, Ollie. <laughs> I have evidence to, to support you being shit at uh, go-karting as well. How do you have evidence to support that? You have, you, there was actual lap times that we got from you, and you were by far the slowest. I think you were seven Who seconds Who keeps their lap times on go-karting? Ollie, he frames them. <laughs> <laughs> so, let, me, let me clarify this. This was in the summer, and we all went go-karting, a big group of us. And I got what was undeniably the shit cart the first time round. You cannot deny it. Well, I'm denying it. I was six seconds a lap slower than anybody else, yeah? Which was pretty embarrassing, I won't lie. But then what happened was I swapped cars with somebody else. Mike, actually, from episode one I swapped with. And I went, I think it was getting on for ten seconds a lap faster with just a change of cart. And Mike was last. It's the cart. I'm not having it. I can't really think of an excuse. I thought I'd have... I thought I'd... <laughs> I've got... Sorry, I've got nothing on there, Andy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Please yeah. get Mike back on for a, a feature. Is it going to be drinking and driving with Mario Kart? You're just not allowed to drink and drive. But, I mean, you're not going to have, like, a straight competition ever. It's, you, that is always going to be the rule, is that you have to go in there with a pint. You have to go in the pint, but you can't drink and drive. The only issue is just tidying up after you go on a big loop-de-loop circuit. Yeah, what what does happen when you're like on Rainbow Road or something and you've just done your fifth loop the loop in a row and you do chunder? Are you allowed to finish or do you have to lick it up? <laughs> I wouldn't say I would make people lick it up. I think that's a bit too far. 
It's a bit too rugby for you, is it? <laughs> yeah, a bit too rugby. It's an ideal pub. There'll be a it'll be futuristic. There'll be a cleaning machine that'll do it for you. There's always going to be someone who stays there and sweats it. There's going to be someone who really enjoys coming first all the time. Is there going to be some sort of way around that? The way around would be you wouldn't be allowed to do three in a row. So you're not going to handicap them with more pints? No. So they can they can wait and have pints while they're waiting, and then that's their handicap. This is extremely good news for me because I would be that person. Yeah. And then the incentive, if you win it, you get a free pint, and then so you become drunker and drunker, and then people, other people win. That's Yeah, that would work. And do you play the rule that you have to finish your drink before you finish the race? Yeah. Otherwise, it, otherwise you can have a sip and then carry on. Yes, yeah. A good handicap would be for your VR goggles. They'd gradually become beer goggles. <laughs> you, go on. you just lose perspective of everything. And you mentioned you'd have live music. Mm. You mentioned Oasis. I mean, are, are there any other bands? What what sort of music would you want? Is it that sort of Britpop style of, of music that you'd be looking for? It's quite a hard one to gauge because obviously so many people have got different opinions in what they like in music. I probably wouldn't have country. Thank the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> if they were still alive, like people like Queen that everyone would love, but that would be too, it'd be too small a venue. Unless the rules of the ideal pub is you can bring people back to life. You can be the second coming of Jesus. I think we've had people having pints with medieval kings. So, I mean, I think bringing people back to life. Freddie Mercury's alive. There you go. Freddie Mercury, bringing Freddie Mercury back to life. Is that the second coming of Jesus you're on about? Yeah. <laughs> So they're back and performing happy as Larry. But I think it would be big bands and sort of keep it... I wouldn't have people like Metallica or ACDC because I'm not a massive fan. Apologies to any metal fans out there. But you wouldn't at the same time have John Denver? No, again, I wouldn't at the same time have John Denver. This is good because, I mean, for those who don't know Rob, he is unfortunately... And I've, I've now known Rob for... 10, 11 years, something I like that. I think it might be in our 12th. A, a worryingly long time. I think, <laughs> 12 years is too long. To be using. But no, Rob has, in recent years, I think it is only in recent years, developed a, yet again, a worrying habit of listening to country music, which I have never understood. And it's not as bad as, say, like a Kaylee or something like that, but... I wouldn't have a. I wasn't a massive fan when we did the Kaylee. It was fun, but it wasn't the greatest... I don't think it'd be the greatest pastime, so you don't have one of those, don't worry. Good, good, good. We just have have everyone doing Irish jigs instead. (laughs) Yeah, I've never done an Irish jig. Michael Flatley's coming along with Queen. He's the front man of Queen now. (laughs) I think it would be a bit of live music, something that people can dance to as well, because it's not every night. You're going to sort of resurrect ABBA. Yeah, well, they can come back if they want. Fleetwood Matt, if they they stop arguing. (laughs) Drinks. Because I know you were texting me earlier in the week and your drink selections were sounding worrying well i came in with this sort of i've known as you said before i've known bads for so long so i was potentially was going for everything that could get a terrible mark and try and get the worst mark in the thing <laughs> then i sort of i decided to take it semi-seriously so i won't be going for hawaiian pizza and pina coladas much to baz's dismay i enjoy cider so i'd have a few ciders I'd, and I also started, I'm getting into ale, so I'd have the sort of the range, like the grindstone, sort of have everything from the porter to the blonde. Cocktail-wise, it's quite hard to say because I'm not massive into cocktails, so I couldn't really be speaking from experience. But I don't say it's sort of the vibe I would want to my pub. 
See, I think I think this is why we're friends. Is that you know you don't need cocktails at a pub, and I feel like and you for understand. the listeners, I'm not trying to suck up to Baz. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's I think you'd be able to make the basic ones. Just for like the vodka and orange, the bait, that, the, just the basics. You, this shows how much little I know about cocktails. But then I think I'm a mass as people who go to the pub with me know I'm a massive fan of Guinness. And so I probably have Guinness on tap, but also I like Murphy's Stout as well. So possibly have that as well in rotation. Yeah, I mean, I think you know the question that's coming next. Is it food? No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) not food. No, we'll do that one later. But uh, (laughs) no, the uh, the dark fruits uh, conundrum. So as a cider drinker, would not have it on tap. No, I probably wouldn't have it there. I don't mind it as a drink. I actually, it's not a bad drink on like a hot summer's day. But it's not a drink for a pub. Andy, you look like you're drinking dark fruits there almost. It's just squash. It looks very <laughs> close. <laughs> <laughs> it would be brilliant if I, if I had been doing that. I've, I've been the mole the whole time. Yeah. Subtly drinking dark fruits all the time. Yeah. This is the sort of pub where you need your pre-Pop-Tarts pint of Guinness. <laughs> when I thought you had your pre-Pop Guinness on bar one, just as you're getting ready to... You've got all your Lambrini in your belly. <laughs> your palmer violets lambrini palmer Vi- no i'm sorry that is complete misrepresentation right there I ha- <laughs> palmer violets lambrini is undrinkable it's actually undrinkable it's, it's a terrible disgusting. drink but yeah you get lambrini and then just settle all that fizz with a nice heavy layer <laughs> of irish stout cool what a cocktail that'd be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's guinness and baileys isn't it it's the uh well, for want of a better phrase, an Irish car bomb, mm. which is a, it's disgusting because it curdles. Oh, I've had such bad experiences with dirty pints with some sort of like creamy stuff in. I remember having a dirty pint with uh, orange chocolate liqueur. That was horrible. Like I had to sieve out some of the chunks. <laughs> 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 like I'd have to chew it. And I, I was not not game for that. I think Rob's got some uh, experience. Well, maybe not with dirty pints, but some of the shots that I've I've made him in the past. What was it? Hendo's mustard oh, seed. Oh no! Mayonnaise, consciously like the shell shaped pasta, actually <laughs> <laughs> sauce and whiskey. Which I don't like whiskey. I don't like mustard. I, but I don't like dry pasta as well. <laughs> Well, it's dried pasta in a shot. Yeah, but I wanted it so that it was like a garnish. So I got one of the conchile shells. Sorry if you're Italian and listening to this. I probably just completely butchered that pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, I got one of those shells and I filled it with mayonnaise. And I wanted it just to be floating there on top. But when I put it on, it just immediately sank. <laughs> so you couldn't see it. Oh, no. As soon as I reacted to the taste of the whiskey, I bit. I sort of like half bit down and... The, Went straight to the back of my throat, <laughs> and then all got all the mustard seed and hot chili sauce. Jeez! Yeah, I was going for about twenty minutes after. That was fantastic. It was terrible <laughs> and fantastic at the same time. <laughs> yeah. it was a fantastic viewing. Yeah, so don't complain about your dirty pints, Andy, because I'm sure I can make it better. <laughs> Rob, did you ever have the the pint of curry uh, on a on a rugby night out from from Balti King? No, I've only ever um, frequented Balti King outside of, like, before midnight. Um, so, no, not yet. But... Not yet. <laughs> Just to provide context, Andy and Rob are in the same rugby team. So, what what is the pint of curry? 
you just go in with a pint glass and you say, can you fill this with chicken korma? <laughs> and then they fill it with chicken korma. It's a, that's a lot of like, volume in one go. <laughs> yeah. I think Ingo has done it before and like the he has to chomp on it as well. <laughs> I'm not sure whether that's you get it hot or cold thing. either. I can't imagine it's pleasant. I'm not sure what to say about that. That sounds awesome. I think, that's the, I think that would be the end of that one. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Finish on that note. It's a nice segue onto food. Ah, yes. So when I get to a pub, I do like a bar snack. Pork scratching is my snack of choice. Obviously speaking to one, I know one vegetarian. I do you veggie as well. I, I am veggie as well, yes. I enjoyed pork scratchings when I wasn't veggie. Really good. But I do like food in the pub. I don't like a gastro pub because it sort of gets too fancy. But like the solid pub, you've got your standard fish and chips, burger, house burger, gammon, pies. Who would be at the bar? Sort of like a comedian, sort of like Lee Mack, who's a, who'd be really funny and quick behind the bar. Yeah, that's what you want, I think. Someone funny and interesting and who'd be able to hold a crowd, someone like Dar O'Brien. He would be a pretty good barman, to be fair. And he's Irish as well, which for the Guinness, I mean, I bet he knows how to pour a pint of Guinness. Yeah, he probably pour a good pint of Guinness. Those are sort of two off the top of my head that I can think. They'd have they'd keep the atmosphere good, um, and they'd be able to when someone's getting a bit rowdy, they'll be able to sort of calm them down. Yeah, I, I like the idea of Lee Mack, like someone really quick witted like him. He is brilliant. I love him on Would I Lie to You. Him and David Mitchell actually just make a brilliant, brilliant pair. But then you could they could draft in David Mitchell as well to be the sort of the socially awkward nervous <laughs> <laughs> one. We can't have Mitchell without Webb. Are we, are we just going to expand it further and further and further here? Well, just, yeah. Somebody that you can't have Webb without. Sorry, yeah, you can't have Dara Breen without Hugh... Um, Hugh, is it Dennis? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hugh Dennis. Or oh, Ed Byrne, you've got to have Dara Breen with. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll stick with those three. I'll stick with Dara, Lee and David because we're on first name basis. <laughs> the thing I do worry about with Dara Breen, though, is that eventually, I mean... I would say that I'm slightly along these lines as well, so I don't know why it's a particular concern, but at some point I would be worried that Dara Brian would just suddenly break into a conversation about something like Robot Wars. Ugh. Yeah, but then it's the two, he's got those two sides to him, so it could interest everyone. But Robot Wars is not particularly interesting. <laughs> well, depends who you are. It's not interesting. I was about to say that it's like it's thrilling for me. I've only watched about two episodes of it. Yeah, that would be a problem. You have to, you have to keep Brian Cox out. You have to have a bouncer. You'd have to someone like someone Ross Kemp on the door. So sorry, Brian, you're not allowed in. <laughs> We're trying to keep it away from yeah. looking at the stars. <laughs> Just have cloud cover all the time. <laughs> so sorry, Brian. <laughs> sorry, Brian. It's cloudy today. <laughs> not allowed in. Who who else is barred then? That's a good one, actually. Um, We've never asked this question before. Yeah, we should add it to the agenda. Yeah. Who would we bar? So Brian's not allowed in. It's not anything against Brian. It's just what he's interested in. <laughs> Just his career and life decisions. <laughs> Bar Andy. Bar Andy. <laughs> well, that's the second time I've been barred, actually. Yeah. Probably some of the Kardashians, they can stay out. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the Kardashians, definitely. I mean, I doubt they've ever... They, I doubt they know what a pub is, frankly. <laughs> I just... I, I doubt they'd frequent... Can you imagine Kim Kardashian sipping a pint of Guinness? <laughs> Having to <laughs> chop a pint of Guinness then go on Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> She asked for the only cocktail that you have, and it's the Irish Carbon. <laughs> a Lambrini and Guinness. <laughs> no, it's bring your own Lambrini, I think that's the... Uh... <laughs> I don't think I'd have many people barred. It's people like, not a massive fan of Tom Cruise. What's wrong with Tom Cruise? 
Scientology. Yeah, Scientology. And also, apparently, he's not a nice person. I was thinking the other one when he flipped at two people, but they were they were breaking COVID rules. But apparently, it was a Nicole, Nicole Kidman one. Her pictures when she got divorced with him, she was ecstatic. You're talking about showbiz news here. This is a, an alien world. <laughs> Don't understand it. <laughs> but he's probably not. But I've got to meet him first. But it's probably not likely to happen. So, Tom, if, Tom, if you're listening, come to a pub with me and prove me wrong. At Tom Cruise, where are you? That's that's your Instagram post next. <laughs> the list of people barred from your pub then it's it's Brian Cox and the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, very much on the same Venn diagram in people's lives. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Cox is allowed in when Dara's not on behind the bar. <laughs> so when Dara's working. Sorry, Dara's in get up. You'd be speaking too softly anyway for anyone to hear him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just have like Oasis doing a really, really loud gig in the background and drown him out. <laughs> you can just see present his... <laughs> his science documentary. You just have Liam Gallagher screaming through the mic. Mm. Oh, but if the Gallagher were there, the person who'd be interesting behind that bar is Lewis Capaldi and see the friction going on there. What, between him and Noel? <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a fun dynamic. Why is there friction? After this, look up on YouTube Lewis Capaldi's entrance to Glastonbury. Noel Gallagher said something, I can't really remember what he said, but um, I think it was something like, who, who is this Capaldi fellow or something like that? Yeah, and he came onto that. Just look it up. It's, it's extremely funny and it's very Lewis Capaldi. <laughs> I mean, we've got a very good idea of sort of what goes on in the pub and stuff like that, but actually, what would the inside look like? On the sides, the sides mean the walls. I don't know why, <laughs> why I refer to them as the sides. Traditional name, yeah. I think it'd be sort of lots of pictures, sort of like just different pictures i know honey banny honey banny's been mentioned but that is of kind of what i've got and it's loads of just i know pulp fiction is a main one but loads of different types is the art going to be by you or what what oh god no just just pictures drawings i don't think there's any sort of description anything that i would like or say the people behind the bar enjoy and there's no theme but inside i would like well you have the places to eat you have a bit of a restaurant you've got places to sit Say a snug or with a big uh, oak, oak fire? No, wood fire. That's it. Oak specifically, it burns fantastically. <laughs> the other option is there could be an area, so like the waiting area, we could have a TV and see what people are doing in the Mario Kart. But that means it'd have to be like a proper situation. But I don't think that that'd be off to the side. So yeah, you walk in, you'd have the bar, you go around, and you'd have the restaurant area, and maybe. Off the side, maybe like a few private booths, private, so that they're open, so you could see what's going on. But you feel like oh, just whoever you're sitting with, and then you got the snug area around the corner. I think we're at the point now where we need a name. Mm. First time you remembered? Yeah, it's been a while. I had I sort of had two in um, my ideas because one gives you a drink, and then one gives you a fantastic fancy dress. And the first one that gives you a drink is the goat and tricycle. Then you can have a gin, and t- a bespoke gin and tonic, so you can have the G and T, G and T. Fair enough. Yeah, except you're serving gin in your pub, which is a problem. But yeah, the other one is uh, the naughty nunnery, because it's a catchy name <laughs> and also the fancy dress. You can dress up as priests and nuns, and that's fantastic. For is that is that what you're into, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> I think the more out there name would be the goat and tricycle. So I'll go with that one. Then you can. I like I like the goat and tricycle. It's, it's a proper pub name. Mm. I don't know where it's come from in your mind. I mean, that's, I don't know what corner of your mind that's come from, but I do like it. Well, it's the same part that Naughty Nunnery's come from, so... That's a part that I don't want to explore. 
<laughs> I leave that to the psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's about time to start summing up. See what we think about this pub. Mm-hmm. I think you've gone first the last couple of weeks, Andy. Have you? I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, yes. Do you want me to go first then? Yep. It sounds like a decent pub. The the drinks are very much down my street, apart from the Lambrini and Guinness combination, or indeed the Irish car bomb. Well, I know the Irish car bomb is disgusting, and the Lambrini and Guinness sounds worse. The Mario Kart idea, I do like it, and also I do like the, the fact that I would be likely to win it, because I am, frankly, brilliant at Mario Kart. Get your free pints as well. <laughs> Andy is shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> apart from that, pub quiz which is good, and it sounds all right inside. So, yeah, my one sort of reservation about it, and it is, I'm afraid, a, a sort of fairly big one, is that although it's a nice pub, I'm just struggling to find that sort of, for want of a better word, zing to it. Sorry, I'm not zingy enough, you Baz. <laughs> but it, it's nice, but it's just sort of, I'm struggling to get really, really excited about it. So for that reason, although I would go, it's a two. <laughs> I'm not going to go that harsh. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm I'm going to give it. I'd say a six point three out of ten. So I think this is a brilliant pub. Very very much an all rounder. And I think the zing of it is the Mario Kart. That is next level stuff there. And uh, that's it's, it's an attraction and a sport as well. You've got the, you've got a lot of things coming from that as well. You mentioned the betting, and I feel like you've got a lot of a lot of ways in for a lot of different people there. I would love it, and I would love thrashing Ollie on it as well. I think there needs to be sort of a, I think there needs to be a Mario Kart decider. Andy, next time we can do it, you come over to our flat when it's allowed and everything, and we will have a battle, four races on Mario Kart. Yeah, give me what you got. And the loser has a Lambrini and Guinness pint. <laughs> Ugh. 50-50 split between the two. What do you mean 50-50? If one person... That's a, that's a, that's 200 in one way. 50% Lambrini, 50% Guinness. Oh, okay. Right. That, that'll, be a, that'll be a good game. We shall see what... We'll... You up for that? Yeah. I think I think we should have... We should bring two two other people on it. Because Ollie Costa is very good at... Then get George drunk and then... Yeah. That's a deal. I'm going to... Yeah. Loser has a 50-50 point of Lambrini and Guinness. Anyway, back onto it. Yeah, I, I, I like the Mario Kart idea. Free pint scheme is um, an excellent one. You're really keeping the tension on the the pub quizzes. I like it. It's uh, every fortnight rather than once a week. Because I agree with you that it can get quite boring. Yeah, I think you'd get it would be a bit more interesting if you went if it happened less. Bar staff are excellent. I like I love that that trio you've got. I'm sure they'd be very witty. Fairly agree with who you've barred as well. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise waiting on when he comes for a pint. Mm, you're ready to cross his name off the list yeah it's got a classy vibe to it as well the oak fire for the the best smoky smells uh yeah it's, it's got a lot going for it one other thing that i really liked i've just remembered how you're theming some of the nights around the stage that you're having on mario kart that is brilliant that is some good good creativity there especially the sand dune one so i'm gonna give this pub 8.1 Ooh. So that will be 14.4 that you've been given. So that is going to put you just below Ollie Costa and just above Roly Hancock. It's all right. It's respectable. If I ever come back on, it's going to be the lowest score. I don't think I'll ever come back on. Season two. Season two. And it'll just be everything that everyone hates. And it'll be be 
the worst pub you can think of. I was completely expecting that, and I was ready to give it a score of 0.1. <laughs> oh, I should have gone. I should have gone for it. Uh, let's do it again. Let's record again. Let's go again for another round. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great to have you on. It's it's been way overdue. I'll be honest. I, I felt really guilty about this one because uh, yeah, you you have been one of our our biggest listeners and biggest fans throughout. And so for that top fan, can I have a Michael Buffett intro, please? <laughs> for the three in attendance and the 10 listening around the world <laughs> let's get ready to rumble but no thank you very much for coming on though well thank you for having me boys it's been lovely to see you mm. mainly you andy but <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah so that that is it for this week's episode we hope you've enjoyed it at home and yeah we'll be back next week for the last episode of the series but until then see you later adios